0: The following program is furnished by Startup Nation Media Group.
1: Okay, welcome to this edition of Startup Nation Radio. This is a special edition today focused on Main Street USA and the merchants there that have been so challenged. You know, uh, they, they were challenged before the pandemic, but certainly the pandemic has made things even more challenging for Main Street merchants, restaurants, shops, service providers, whatever they may be on Main Street, really, really facing tough and challenging times. But maybe, maybe a time of really interesting opportunity, maybe a time of change, a change in the way you're doing business, but still maybe lots of opportunity ahead. And that's what we're hoping for. And on today's show, we've got Julie Sloan on with us. She runs Main Street Nation and Main Street Nation is a subset of Startup Nation, again, with a specific focus on business on Main Street. Julie, welcome to Startup Nation Radio.
2: Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be on with you today.
1: Well, it's great. Now, it so happens that you're my sister, but much more importantly, as it relates anyway to today's radio show, you happen to be an expert on the subject matter of business on Main Street, let's just say loosely, and interesting times. Wow. Julie, first, just kind of tell us what you're seeing. You're interacting with merchants. You lead Main Street Nation. You've got a couple of apps you're bringing to market to help with Main Street merchants doing their business and so on. What's the tone? What's the feeling? Is there optimism? Is there, you know, what are you, what are you seeing out there?
2: Well, I'm happy to start right there because the thing that jumps out to me the most, Jeff, in the time that I've spent working with the Main Street merchants and the district organizers that are our partners in rolling out our digital tools to support the Main Street businesses is passion. Mm-hmm. That is a, a small business owner is a special breed. We yeah, have to for recognize sure. that. And I see them consistently being driven by their passion for what they do. Mm -hmm. It is a lifestyle. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's trying. Yes, you have to work independently. You have to make your own decisions. You're your own boss. You've spoken to hundreds of guests who are drawn to that side of the entrepreneurship. But in terms of running your small business, if you don't have the passion, you were not going to make it through this past year. And I just want to recognize, first off, I see these small business owners as heroes in terms of, you know, sitting and protecting their nests, so to speak. This is their lifeblood. This is their livelihood that makes up our communities, that makes them special and gives them the character and creates a destination for people to come to. And I, I just want to recognize that the passion and the grit that I have seen yes. over the past year is yep. just outstanding and needs to be recognized.
1: Absolutely, Julie. Well said. And you mentioned the term community. You know, not only are these people passionate, but these small businesses, because they're on Main Street in a given community, in a town center, whatever it may be, and we use the term Main Street loosely, it could be Main Street, could be Elm Street, could be Maple Street, whatever it happens to be. It's kind of the place where commerce happens in any given community and kind of the center of that activity anyway. These people are part of the community and it's part of their identity. It's part of who they are. And not only are they passionate about their businesses, not only are they serious about it and needing to make a living from their businesses in most cases, in many cases, but beyond that, they're contributing to the community. They're interfacing with the people in that community. They're providing an experience to that community. They're not only realizing their own identity through their store and the things that they're passionate about that they sell to the community, but they're actually helping give that community an identity. You know, they're part of the fabric of achieving all of that. And so these are really really important small businesses. It's that subset of small businesses that's really really just even more. All small businesses are important, but these just seem to be even most more so especially today. So, well said, Julie, and look, these are challenging times. I know you're seeing that every day. The metal's been tested, as you said well. These merchants have a lot of grit, but they also need help. They need tools, they need guidance. There's a lot of confusion. There's, you know, not only are we dealing with new restrictions on how they can interface with their customers, even shutdowns, not being able to interface with them at all. And, you know, being forced online, maybe when you really enjoyed having simply a brick and mortar presence, all these things uh, have to be thought through and figured out and ultimately made to work for the small business at hand. Now, Julie, we've got a special guest that I know we want to bring on right away. You're an expert. We've got another expert A guy that eats, sleeps, and drinks this every day. Julie, I'll let you introduce. Uh, You've got a great panel for us today, by the way. We're going to bring on some merchants in a few minutes. We're going to bring on a small business, again, and in particular, a Main Street marketing specialist who's going to help us understand what these merchants can and should be doing. But Julie, first... We've got the great John Bry on Startup Nation Radio. I'll That's right. Him.
2: It's, we're privileged and we're honored to have John Bry from Oakland County. He's the supervisor of local business development there. He has really been in the trenches, ground zero, seeing it from literally Main Street level. And I know he and his team and his program has worked tirelessly to keep the beloved merchants of Main Streets in Oakland County afloat and kept his finger on the pulse of what is needed he's worked with us in partnership and rolling out our tools and i just want to recognize and appreciate john for what he's done in oakland county and i'm going to let you john introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what you've seen in the past year what you see on the horizon what measures have been working for you and how in general the state of uh Main Street is in your eyes
3: Hey guys, thank you so much. Uh, happy to be here and talk about the passion of Main Street that you guys talked about and so
1: well there. Uh, yeah, I, Can you tell we're a little passionate about the subject also? Just a tad. Yeah, just a tad. Yeah, it, just it's a tad. I mean, whoa, coming right. through the
3: speaker, but right. it's, it's, it's good. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But no, so I, I've been around the Main Street world for 26 years, working all around the country in very, very small communities in uh, places like Southern Illinois and in larger cities and neighborhood districts around uh, Center City, Philadelphia, and here in, in Oakland County in Metro Detroit. So have seen a range of communities and the issues they've been around for years around Main Street. So, yeah, absolutely. Love the passion. Understand. Have seen it about all. But the, the coronavirus has been another like, huh, did not see that coming. And we'll add that to uh, add that to the files of good to know and, and learn from from Main
1: Street. Absolutely. Well, John, we want to get to some best practices that you recommend merchants think about and do today in order to position themselves for the upcoming new normal. We hope is coming soon. Uh, that's starting yeah. to ha- it's starting to happen. We're going to run to a quick commercial break. When we come back, John, we want to hear from you on things merchants can and should be doing right now to get themselves in position to make it on Main Street here on Startup Nation Radio. Back with more in a minute. All right, welcome back to this edition of Startup Nation Radio, a special edition where we're focused on Main Street. Really, it's a hot topic today and an important one, co-hosting the show from Main Street Nation, a subcategory, of focus within Startup Nation on Main Street merchants, Main Street commerce. Julie Sloan, co-hosting today. Welcome back.
2: Thanks, Jeff.
1: Hey, it's good to have you on. You've earned your stripes. You've been out there walking Main Street, up and down, meeting with merchants, talking to them, learning, helping, et cetera. Julie, when we went to the break, we were just about to hear from John Bry, the expert we have on today, who's going to help us understand resources available to small businesses, maybe hit on a little best practices, some things to think about as we head toward the new normal. John Bry, welcome back to Startup Nation Radio. Hey guys, thank you. Yep.
2: Yep, welcome back, John. I do think it's important for us and it's a unique opportunity for us to hear from John because like we said before the break, he has been in the trenches. He leads the local business development organization, the program that supports main streets in Oakland County. He and his staff has dug deep and uncovered every stone and every opportunity to support the businesses in this area. And I'd love to hear from John on what measures small businesses can take and where they can reach out for help and support and what you're seeing in terms of perhaps best practices in order for them to continue to sustain their businesses going forward.
3: Yep, John. Yeah, so rule number one here in terms of small businesses, Main Street type businesses, we hear a lot over the years about, you know, in times of disaster, it's always good to have a plan for your family, for yourself, you know, what to do, sort of keeping emergency kits on hand. Well, you know what? the same applies to small businesses, because you never know what may strike. It could be a pandemic, it could be a fire in your neighbor's building uh, that impacts you, it could be a blizzard that shuts you down for a few days, you know, whatever it is, first rule of thumb is have a plan and be prepared, because, you know, being a successful small business depends on being able to adapt and Mm -hmm. adapt quickly. So, you know, yeah, that's a lot sometimes for a business like, well, I don't have time to think about that. Well, the bad news is if you're not thinking about it, then you're losing control of your destiny and your small business. So you've got to think about these things and take the time to have that plan. So when I say about having that plan of being prepared, so sort of that preparedness plan for what may ever come down the pike now or next time or next week even, part of that is knowing your business in and out. And so it's always good to have some type of business plan. And there's different ways that that may look. Some are very long and robust and others are maybe a little bit short to that point, but whatever it is, it's good to just kind of a plan and to look at that and dust it off every once in a while and update it for where you are now. So that's the first thing of having your plan. The next thing is kind of being prepared that relates to that. So you got your plan and in that plan you have sort of this prepared aspect. Okay, what if this happens? What if that happens? And you're not quite prepared for it. What do you do? And a lot of businesses got really caught off guard with whatever that disruption to their business may be. And so getting prepared is knowing the resources out there that are to help you. And I get there are a lot of resources out there. And it can be very daunting for a small business to kind of look at these like, oh, my gosh, where do I start with all this? Mm-hmm. And there's all types of different acronyms out there. And it's just alphabet soup. So the core resources that I think that a small business can want to get to know, and this is the second thing, have a plan. The second thing is know your local small business support network or ecosystem. Get to know them. Get to know them personally. Get to understand what they do and what they offer. And stay in touch with them because sometimes resources and opportunities change about what they may have available that can help you. So get to know those local resources. And here's just a few key ones. And some of these apply to every community and some of them are maybe different. But everyone has these opportunities available, depending on your location. There's at least one of these. So one, if you've got a Main Street organization or a downtown management type organization, get to know them. Engage with them. They have resources. They have knowledge. They're in the know of what's happening. They're connected to city governments, to state governments, to federal governments. So get to know them because they have resources that may be helpful on everything from workshops and training to financial resources. So if you have a Main Street type organization or a downtown support type organization, get to know them. If you don't, then check with the Chamber of Commerce. And sometimes the Chamber of Commerce can have those same type of resources that a Main Street program might have in a downtown situation. But if you're not in a downtown situation, or if you don't have a downtown organization, and get to know your Chamber of Commerce. Chambers of Commerce sometimes serve more than one just community. They may serve a regional area or, or, or multiple communities, but get to know your Chamber of Commerce if you're not in a downtown or you don't have a downtown organization. They can be your next best bet. Beyond that local level are entities that we've probably all heard about, but if you haven't, you should get to know them. Small Business Development Center, Almost every area, every state, every region, every community have small business development centers, and sometimes they're housed with local universities or colleges or institutions. You probably go to the website Google Small Business Development Center and for your area, and boom, you'll find the contact information for the one closest to you. Get to know them, because they provide training. They can help you develop your business plan that we were talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, They know uh, different financial resources, especially potentially at the state level or the federal level. Uh, And related to that is the Small Business uh, Administration. Again, a lot of financing help that may or may not be relevant for your business. Sometimes those guidelines change. So again, it's getting to know that ecosystem. The local ecosystem, whether it's chamber, the downtown, or a little bit broader that serves your region or serves your state, and the Small Business Development Center and the Small Business Administration. And then they're connected to some different programs like SCORE, which are retired executives, that can serve as a mentor for you. And all these services are typically free of charge and confidential, and it's really up to you to use them to your advantage and the tools that they have available. Consider all of them toolboxes And they have all different tools, and those are different tools that you can use depending on your need and your situation. And again, it's all free and it's all available. But if you do nothing else, get to know those key organizations in your communities. Every community has one of those access to those I just rambled off and, and get to know them and what they offer and what they provide, and stay in touch with them because the resources may change that could be helpful to you.
1: That's incredibly helpful, John. We're going to actually post a link to each of those on startupnation.com forward slash radio so that anyone who wants to go back and find those references and be able to source those, con- those, those resources readily, you can do it right there. Thank you, John. That's amazing. That was a really good comprehensive list. And, and I agree. And the amazing thing is it's free and it's available to you. Shame on you if you don't take advantage and you're struggling, really.
2: I'm just wondering, Jeff, at the Main Street, they also need and want to hear from you as a small business owner to know what they need to do to further support you. Are you, do you agree with that?
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, first and foremost, any Main Street type organization, downtown management organization, and there are different organizational structures, and you can find a Main Street organization, and this is a good place to put on the website, Jeff, Main Street America or slash the National Main Street Center based in Chicago. They have a listing of Main Street programs and state Main Street organizations around the nation. But yes, those local organizations, they need to hear from you. You need to be involved. You can help create the destiny that, that's not only going to impact your business, but your particular district or your downtown area. If you're located in downtown, there's opportunities for you to be involved with them and they need to hear from you. And you can help them guide what type of resources that they can develop that would be helpful to your small business, whether it's financial or more on the technical side. So definitely get engaged with them, stay involved with them, and stay in touch with them. And in some cases, they need your support to operate. So if you can, there's ways you can support them through financial contributions or just volunteering and being involved. Really incredible.
2: Yeah, that's along the line of uh, uh, in it together. I mean, it is crystal clear at that level what is going to be helpful.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. John, we can't thank you enough for coming on. And that's really, as I said before, really valuable content, good resource recommendations. And we'll make sure we put that right in front of every small business owner operating here today, that we want to make sure they get to this new normal in a way that's not only good, not only just surviving, but ultimately again, thriving on main street. So listen, and speaking of that, Julie, we're going to bring on a guest right after this break who's going to help with some marketing tips and understanding how you reach out to your customer base and to find new customers as well to start to re-energize the shopping experience, the dining experience, the return to Main Street that we all want to see sooner rather than later, as soon as possible. Julie, you're doing a great job as a co-host. Appreciate you being on the show. And we're going to bring you right back after this break. And we'll bring on some additional guests, including some merchants on Main Street that we'll hear from directly as well, right after this break on Startup Nation. Welcome back to Startup Nation Radio. Today, focused on Main Street merchants, Main Street commerce, specifically business on Main Street, and hopefully what will be a thriving return to business on Main Street very soon. Julie Sloan, co hosting today from Main Street Nation, an expert on local commerce. And Julie, we've got a marketing expert we want to bring onto the show now, following on John's great recommendations. We want to get to our expert on what businesses need to be thinking about in order to retain and engage current customers as well as to attract new ones. Julie.
2: Okay. Yep. We do have another expert. And before we get to her, I just wanted to mention, you know, when I'm spending time talking with merchants in and out of shops and boutiques and businesses, I just, I, I try to picture myself, you know, oftentimes our conversations will be interrupted, rightly so, by a customer coming in or a staff issue or a inventory issue or a call from a delivery or, you know, these merchants, when you think about it, they really have to be on top of everything. They're in charge of marketing. They're in charge of sales. They're in charge of staffing. They're in charge of operations. And they didn't necessarily study all of these things in their preparation to open their storefronts or businesses. But one thing that we really want to drill down on today is to give small business owners some tips and tricks and best practices on how to market to their customers, to meet their customers where they are. And to do that, we've brought on Summer Poquette, who is a social media marketing expert who works with businesses of all sizes but I would say is a specialist in helping small businesses market themselves and I will let you tell us more about yourself Summer.
4: Absolutely, thanks for having me everyone. I'm excited to talk about this and pretty passionate about helping small businesses, retail restaurants and mom and top businesses that are trying to survive. You know, this is how they support their families and they're extremely generous in giving back to the local community. So I'm the founder and CEO of Keep It Real Social. I own a boutique social media marketing agency and we work with small businesses across the state and the U.S. So, you know, I'm really excited because when I look at the data from the pandemic, A lot of people, like John said, you know, they didn't have a plan. And so they had to do a lot of pivoting. And when we look at the data, it shows us that globally, these consumers are shopping more online than they did pre-COVID. I think it was Bizarre Voice reported a 49% increase. That's huge. Online orders have increased. Consumers are now shopping more on their smartphones than they ever did before, So that means Main Street businesses have had to pivot, and they had to pivot quickly. Retailers had to ramp up their online presence. Some didn't have any. Some had, you know, maybe no online store. They didn't have an email list. So this meant putting products online quick, utilizing, you know, their resources, partnering with companies like Shop Main Street, selling gift cards. A lot of businesses didn't have gift cards. They didn't have gift cards to offer things online. They suddenly had to do live videos. And they're like, how do I utilize Facebook Live? What do I do with Zoom? How do I do a live unboxing video? They had to send out emails and um, use apps like Shop Loyal. So they had to get creative and think outside of the box. And those that did survive. Those that pivoted and pivoted quick, they made the most of a really unknown bad time, right?
1: And I give that
4: to them. I saw everything happened. I saw, you know, communities come together and groundswell to support one another, businesses buying gift cards from one another, businesses taking out restaurant orders to feed their, you know, staff because they're on a skeleton crew, if they had any staff at all. So it was quite amazing to see. But after post-pandemic, you have Forbes and Wall Street Journal and CNBC, and they're reporting on all these trends that are here to stay post-pandemic. You know, what I'm seeing is consumers want to utilize these different technologies to shop with ease. So my advice is a business should know their target audience. Where are they on social? What does your audience need? And provide that. So what it was pre-pandemic might not work for you now. So now if you don't use a loyalty app, you might consider a loyalty app. If you're not using Instagram. You might need to be on Instagram. Um, You might need to be using the reels and the stories, and you might need to change up your marketing plan. Um, So John talked a lot about having that plan and a plan should more than anything be fluid. And so this is the time to really, you know, sit down and think, okay, what was working and what do I need to move going forward to reach my target audience? What do they need? So I'm saying consumers want to, shop, and support their small businesses. They want to pull together and keep the local stores and the restaurants downtown and their main street open. So, you know, this supports John's point on utilizing local resources. So if you're connected to your local organizations, like your chambers and your downtown, when the pandemic hit, they were really rallying to support the locals, to buy the gift cards, to sign out, to order online. And so when you are plugged into those resources, it really makes a big difference when tough times hit. And lastly, I think is offering that convenience, those convenient services to the consumers. I think that's here to stay, and that's that curbside and local delivery. You know, consumers, they like convenience. And so um, I'm seeing a lot of stores offer like personal shopping, they're taking Facebook messages, offering text messages, services, whatever is convenient for that consumer. And that does mean more staff time. Yeah. So that can definitely be a huge challenge for a small town retailer.
1: For sure. Summer, are you you mentioned uh, you know curbside pickup and, and delivery and so on. Buy online, pick up in store, click and collect, whatever you want to call it. That's going to be a huge, yeah. that's here to stay. And businesses better really yep. think that through carefully and be ready to to conduct business that way.
4: Absolutely. That's not going anywhere.
2: Yeah. And that's where small businesses, Main Street merchants can really shine. If you are able, if you have an online presence and you can sell online, that curbside, I did it myself during the holidays. It was fun, actually. Sure. I drove through, I ordered <laughs> online and I drove through town. I felt like Santa Claus driving, <laughs> c- picking right. up, you know, driving yeah. up to the curb, I, you know, all the merchants that we, are, what we have on the show today know me. They saw me in my pajamas, pr- practically, <laughs> in my car. They brought it out. It was wrapped. It was ready to go. It, it, it was fun, and they made it happen.
1: And the fact is, guys, a lot of this was happening anyway. It was just happening at a slower pace, but it was all going there. You know, it was all kind of going there anyway. And the pandemic forced it to happen immediately and quickly and urgently, you know, which has just sped up the pace of change significantly. Caught some merchants off guard.
4: Oh, it did. Yeah. But
1: the time is now to get ready to conduct business that way. Now, Julie, I want to hand it back to you, Summer. That was great. And we want you to stay on with us. We're going to interview a couple of Main Street merchants. Julie, bring them on the show and let's hear from the merchants themselves.
2: Okay, these are two local merchants in Oakland County who have who've made it. Congratulations. And you know, against many odds, we have with us today Holly and Selmy from the well-known, well-esteemed local favorite by you ask anybody and they'll say that the Italian dish in Birmingham is one of their favorite boutiques. And so, Holly, I'll let you say a little bit about your business in a second. Let me also introduce Marlene Mansour from Urban Wick Candle Bar. And Marlene is a, a new merchant on Main Street who happened to open their candle bar during the pandemic. Now, isn't that a challenge and interesting? And just think about that. So she doesn't necessarily have pre-pandemic experiences, but she certainly has survived. And so these are the two merchants that I think have unique perspective on what they did to survive and where they are going to emerge in the coming year
1: post-pandemic. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to have you guys on. You're surviving. You're making it. Julie handpicked you. you are
0: making it. You're making
1: it. <laughs> Julie picked you to be on the show. And it's good to have you guys on. We want to hear your stories quickly before we go to a break, and we've got to do that in a minute. Holly first, tell us how are you doing, Holly?
5: Thanks much, Jeff. I wow. am doing very well. It has certainly been That's an good interesting to hear. year, but I have to say that we've learned a lot. We've done the pivot and are doing a lot of the things that Summer was just sharing with us and they have paid off. So so far so good for us at the Italian Dish and looking forward to what twenty twenty one the rest of it holds.
1: Okay, we're gonna hear more about what you are doing specifically right after the break. Before we go to the break, Marlene, you're also on with us. Hey. How are you doing, How Marlene? You doing, Jeff? Yeah, doing great. Um, you know what? Yep.
0: Yeah, we're doing fantastic at Urbanwick Candle Bar. We are making it. The grace of God, we're here.
1: In both of your voices, we hear it. You guys are making it, and we want to hear how, and we want to hear your perspectives and kind of the the look forward on how you're going to prepare to be here for many, many years to come, which is exactly what we want on Startup Nation Radio. We'll be right back after this break. We're going to hear from a couple of Main Street merchants and what they're doing to be in position to uh, get out of this pandemic. Let's get out of this pandemic, and let's start to have some fun, get back to Main Street, energy, action, community. We're ready on Startup Nation Radio. Back with more after this break. Welcome back to Startup Nation Radio. It's business on Main Street today. Main Street Nation on Startup Nation. Julie Sloan, co-hosting. Welcome back, Julie.
2: Thanks, Jeff. I think we're doing just fine together.
1: Uh, You know, it's amazing. A brother and sister (laughs) together like this, doing just fine.
2: Yeah, but we both share our passion for this topic. So I think it's getting us through it.
1: We really do. Julie, we've got a couple of merchants who are making it on Main Street. Please reintroduce the guests and let's hear from them.
2: Sure. Yep. We've got Holly and Salmi from The Italian Dish and Marlene Mansour from Urban Wick Candlebar, both Birmingham Main Street merchants. And we are just dying to hear what you what went through your head, what your days were like. You know, go, take us back to March 2020. You get the order. You're shut down. Holly, take us from that day forward to if you can. What were the pivots you made? What were the thoughts that went through your head? How did you get to where you are today to be able to say you're doing great?
5: Thank you, Julie. I have to say, I think the first thing that went through my head when we were officially shut down was a little bit of panic because as an entrepreneur, this is my livelihood. This is how I put food on my table. And so I was panicked. I was fortunate enough to have a business that with everybody staying at home had products that customers wanted and were using on a daily basis at home that could help make that experience and, of being stuck in one place maybe a little more pleasant. So I rallied. I decided that it was time to find another way to communicate. I did have a nice, robust email list, so I was grateful for that and very, very grateful for my very loyal customers. I want to thank them first and foremost. I did the gift card offer where I gave them a 20% bonus. If they bought a gift card for $100, I loaded it with 120 That brought in cash to help sustain me. And then I started with the pivot and doing videos, showing people my product and sending that out in the emails, but also figuring out how to put it out on social media. So I was posting videos on Facebook and Instagram and showing my product, detailing it, giving them the experience of why did I buy it, why was it special, and why did they need it and it paid off. People responded. I actually ended up having one of the best Aprils I've had in the history of my store, and I was doing it all remotely by myself.
1: That's amazing.
2: Last April was your best month?
5: Yeah, Wow. April in 16 years. I credit my very loyal customers with being so supportive, and, you know, we talk about back to Main Street, and I think, and could feel through the last year, how much people wanted to support local businesses. And it's so appreciated. And I think it's actually something that small businesses needed. We do work hard for our customers, but we appreciate them very much.
2: It's one thing to know that your customers want to shop local or that communities want to shop in their local community. It's another thing to allow them the ease to do that or the access to it. I have to say, I woke up every morning watching you. I spent every, for the last year, (laughs) I watched every single video of yours that I saw posted or that came to my inbox. Incredible effort. Well,
5: thank you. And then the other thing to go back to what John Bry was saying, knowing your local resources is I was able to apply for and was a recipient of some of the Oakland County grant money, which allowed me to further pivot and build a new website for my store and to hire where my weaknesses were. Once I got back to an open store, I couldn't do it all. I couldn't do all the videos and run the store and do everything. So... I hired a social media manager and she's been amazing and has really continued to help build my presence on Instagram and Facebook and through my new website.
1: That's amazing, Holly. You know what I hear out of this? The pandemic, none of us would want to pay this kind of price in order to get the benefit that we got. But we had to pay the price because that's the fate that was cast upon us. And you stepped yeah. up as a merchant, and really what strikes me is it's a bit of a wake up call. It's a bit of a call to action that you gotta refresh, you gotta get with the times. You maybe you have to work harder, maybe be more creative, be more strategic. You did that. And to think that you had your best, you heard Julie's reaction, mine too, your best month ever yeah. doing business last April, I think speaks yeah. to there was more opportunity maybe on the table. Maybe we were all feeling a bit fat and happy, uh, you know, in our businesses and so on. And here we were, we got that wake up call and merchants like you, thankfully, responded with creativity and energy. And Julie, your word, passion, you know, no question about it. And it delivered a home run and got you here. Now, Julie, we've got another great guest on too, a merchant on Main Street. I know we want to hear from Marlene. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, Marlene, tell us, and I'm going to tee this up by saying, I watched your storefront be worked on. Your new business in town. And I watched the timetable and the calendar and the pandemic hitting. And I thought to myself, oh, so exciting for this store to be opening at such a tough time. What went through your head when you finally did get your storefront opened and got into business in the middle of the pandemic?
0: Well, the first thing that went through our head, we signed our lease on February 28th. And then, you know, what happened two weeks after that. So after the panic attack, We thought, okay, it's too late now. We are locked into this. So we were fortunate that we did have a three-month abatement to do our build-out. So that was a blessing right there because we had time. Fortunate that my daughter and business partner, Elise, has a pulse on the social media, Facebook. We had people following Instagram step-by-step. We had quite a following before we opened.
2: Marlene, tell everyone, what is your business model so that everyone understands what your big challenge is?
0: Well, our big challenge is we offer a candle making experience where you actually need to be in our store to experience the world of scents and creating your own scent, taking you back to a memory of up north or your grandma's house or a cottage or just being outside as a kid. So without that, we thought, what are we going to do? So we didn't have enough time to do any online because we didn't even have facilities to make candles. And my husband thought, make candles and do them in the garage. I'm like, we didn't have our stuff. So we just kept praying, and we just kept our presence known on Facebook, talked to everybody we knew, and we got a little delayed. And then come July, things were starting to open up a little bit, and I didn't know anything about marketing, about running this type of business. I was in the dental field, so I knew teeth really well. I knew how to sanitize everything and disinfect anything better than anything. <laughs> That's good. That came in handy. Yeah. So I, I knew all about that. I did get on the shirt tail of a couple round tables with the dental field. And we have this hypochlorous acid filtration thing that runs through our store twice a week. It goes through the HVAC. So I had all that down pat. And then we were just, the grace of God, people were looking for things to do in July, looking to get out. They were nervous, but cautious. And-
2: so what did you do about all of your empty seats at your candle bar? How did you run your business without people in the, pla-
0: in the store? I don't even know. People just came in. People were just looking.
2: At one point, didn't you say you shifted to virtual experiences and offered
0: private sessions? And We had somebody that wanted a birthday party. She wanted to rent the whole space. She had a medical condition. I don't know what it was. Well, then come to find out, they decided not to do it because somebody got exposed to COVID. So she was just going to send her daughter in to have a party with me. I'm like, I'll do it. But that is, I'm like, that is, well, I know you, Marlene, so and that would be fun. That, that's worth mm-hmm. that's worth paying How for. Boring. How boring is that? So I, I got off the phone and I looked at my daughter and I'm like, this cannot happen. So we just ch- chat. I'm like, you know what? I'm calling her back. We're doing a Zoom. I will do take-home kits. I'll deliver them to her poor. So I called her up and said, I have a better idea. And that's what we did. I delivered the take-home kits. She delivered them to the party guests with wine and appetizers. And I sat in my store on a Zoom with a party of six. They were drinking their wine. I had my hot tea. And I was on for about 40 minutes with them. And it was the best time ever. I can just picture it. They had fun. I had fun. The girls were like, is she okay? Did she break the microwave? What's going on in there? Did she (laughs) blow up the wax? It was just fun.
2: Yeah, you created a memory and experience for them, no doubt.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we didn't know, and we've had a few, you know, since, and we've had a few people rent our space just because they wanted to be in here with nobody else. And we're open to whatever we need to do. You tell yeah. me what you want to do, and I'll tell you if I'm able to do it. I heard you
2: were driving candles down to Indiana last week to deliver them personally, right?
0: Yes, we do have a couple of wholesale customers that came in as a customer and enjoyed it so much. Wanted to create a custom scent for their business. Business is local. Well, there's a
1: great pivot right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Local business in Birmingham. They have several offices, one being in Indiana. We created a scent for them and they give them out to their clients.
1: That's really cool. I love that idea, by the way. I want you to do one of those for Startup Nation. We we're in. We can
4: do that. <laughs> okay. I got one It's too. Smells like money. <laughs>
1: now we're finish. doing some business yes. right here no. on Startup Nation Radio. That's the greatest thing. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but to be continued. Julie Sloan, thank you so much for putting the show together. It was amazing. You brought in some great guests. Thank you to John Bry, Summer Poquette, and to our Main Street Merchants who are on the show and shared their stories with us. Marlene Mansour, owner of Urban Wick Candle Bar in Birmingham. Holly and Selmy, owner of the Italian Dish in Birmingham. Listen, and to all of you out there listening to this show, go shop local. This is Jeff Sloan on Startup Nation Radio. We'll be back again next week. The preceding program was furnished by Startup Nation Media Group.